Greetings all and welcome to the Real Good Podcast where every week we talk about all the things going on in the screen and streaming world to find out what is real good. I'm Sean Carney, I'm joined by Mr Nicholas Staniforth, who I consider to be my fava beans to my Chianti. <laughs> like that. No, like what does no. that mean? It means basically, I don't know, like I'm Hannibal the Cannibal or something, I don't know, uh, like we, we go together, that's it, that's what I was trying oh, to say. Oh, quite that nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. You've got to be like the fish, the fish to my chips, you know? Nah, or the nah. fucking... I've got to go, well, it's got to be something f- uh, movie themed, isn't it? Of course, yeah. So, I thought. Have fish and yeah. chips been in films? Is there any iconic film with fish and chips in? Uh, <laughs> what a way to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any iconic films with fish and chips in them? If you know, please send us a DM at send this us a real DM. good yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, mate, I'm alright. Coincidentally, I'm, I'm like halfway through sight of the book science of the lamps um oh yeah great book i i messaged you last night never knew hannibal lecture had six fingers in the book like all right okay news to me well see the thing about that is obviously there's like it's always like a massive concept that they they always leave stuff out of the book do you know what yeah. i mean because obviously you got two two hours two and a bit hours to to fill shit cram it all in and it's i it's um i mean one of the ones that are kind of We've read quite a lot as the Mario Puzo's Godfather, and there's some of the stuff in that you're just like, that would be fantastic to see it on screen, but it never kind of came never to light. Happened. Do you mm. know what I mean? So, and obviously the book, they get into more depth, don't they? Do you know what I mean? They've got more yeah. time and whatever. Well, it's like, did you ever read? Have you ever have you read Jaws? I haven't, mate. Because Jaws is nothing like the film at all. Right. In fact, it's all about Richard Dreyfuss banging Chief Brody's wife. Like what? they have so so. Jaws the Paul. So, so basically, the whole the whole story follows as the film up to Richard Dreyfus turning up. Richard Dreyfus and Chief Brady's wife have an affair. Mm-hmm. It then goes back almost on track in terms of these three guys are all going to kill this this fish. Quint dies as this he does fish. in the film. Yeah, but then Richard Dreyfus's character dies as well. Chief Brady's the only one that makes it after makes it off, mm. makes it to shore. Um, but it's all about them having this like sordid affair, and it's just really, it's just really interesting that obviously like Spielberg was like, you've got a big fucking shark in your film, can we just focus yeah. on more of this? Uh, but yeah, anyway, in a nutshell, think... I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, obviously, as you very well know, I've got a fucking back problem that's obviously giving me a bit of jet. But now, hey, that's me officially a dad now. Do you know what I mean? I've got back problems. Yeah. <laughs> You old as fuck. Yeah. 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 Nothing to do with sitting about on the couch for the last fucking couple of weeks because of lockdown, do you know what I mean? So, Mate, my, uh, my knees the are joys. absolutely yeah. killing me. Like, I think everybody, so unless, like... they're, unless you're doing like some sort of home workout <laughs> or you're actually doing something, do you know what I mean? You're not being too lazy bastards like us, then you'll be fine. Hey, I'm trying to get my um, my uh, watch rings going because I got that Apple one the other day. So I've been doing Fitness Plus well, on the it. That was it. That was the reason why I hurt my back actually was because I was awake often. Yeah. So you just done it right? Did you feel yeah, it go when just, you did it? No, like, because <laughs> the thing about it is, I, I, obviously, I played, I played two nine holes uh, in so in in that week. But obviously, I'd never. I know you're shrugging your shoulders, but I basically a nine, nine, nine hole round, and uh, right. I've obviously never used my back like that. Do you know what I mean? Like especially for a while, anyway. Like kind of that motion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, but hey, that is what it is. Isn't it? Just got to, got to go on, mate. Can rebuild um, him. We can rebuild him. Yes, yes, we can. So, shall we dive in then? Shall we go, go straight <gasps> to the, straight for the jugular? 
Oh, Captain, yes. my Captain. <laughs> I'm um, guessing like you're obviously more excited about this than than anybody that I know. I think anyway, because I get the I get the the idea that he's probably your favourite Avenger. Oh, um, you know what? That's a fucking interesting question. Is yeah. he my favourite Avenger? I think he's had the best moments. Do you really like? So obviously we'll talk about so, one division eventually yeah. because I've I've been re I rewatched I started not started back but I basically watched all the Avengers films from Ultron onwards so I didn't watch the first one I watched Ultron uh, Infinity War and Endgame in the lead up to one division and mate I feel like he's got the he's had the best moments like the best like holy shit like this is about to go down like like for for Ultron I think even just the wicked moments of like them all sat around the table trying to pick Thor's hammer up and you just hear it squeak yeah, and you're like, that, oh. that, like oh. um, now you're like you crafty bastards I um, think the, the last one like when they obviously when they, when they got the, the hammer it was just like I oh, think mate. I knew it was coming yeah but it was just the fact that it was that, just like, so cool though. yeah I think I think now we live in an age mate where particularly with with comic book films where you watch a story unfold and you and in your head you're like wow this is eventually going to happen or would yeah. this happen yeah. and then even when you even when like you start to see something unfold you're like i can't believe they're doing this like i can't yeah. believe this is actually happening and mate when he picks it every even now when every time he picks it up i'm just like i can't believe this happens i can't believe this actually happened um and just like even infinity war where it's like i, I see you've copied my beard <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this is my friend Tree. I am Groot. I, I am Steve Rogers. Yeah, yeah, that's my friend Tree. That's like it's a good just line. fucking um, great. But yeah, so basically, what like... we're talking about, obviously, is, is Nick said. So Chris Evans has been rumored to return as Captain America, um, aka Steve Rogers. Um, it says in some forum, basically according to Deadline, that Evans is not far off. Uh, inking a deal to come back to the MCU as Cap in some form for at least Aha. one upcoming project. One upcoming project. So, can I interject? On you go because Nicholas. I have a theory. Right. Okay. Lay it down. What if he's not coming back as Captain America? So what does he come back as then? If you if you look into the future developments of Marvel, and you'll be fully aware that there is a Doctor Strange film coming out with the Multiverse of Madness, which will mm -hmm. essentially open up all the various different universes that we know of or that we've been we've been through prior to the MCU, right? Yeah. Hence why Andrew Garfield, Charlie Cox, Tobey Maguire, all those names get mentioned. Mm -hmm. What if Chris Evans comes back as the Human Torch? Just for one appearance, for one appearance... Just but comes back, say, but it doesn't say that. But it says exactly, exactly. It doesn't. You gotta think outside the box, man. Think outside the box. No, um, but it, it says here as Captain America. Do you know what I mean? Like, right? No, 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 no. They've said they've they've inked a deal. He's close to inking form. a deal with Marvel in, of some form. Now, mm. straight away, you go. Oh, he's coming back to Marvel. He's going to be Captain America again. But what if he's not? Can you just like? Just imagine it. Just picture the scene of fucking Chris Evans, cocky hotshot Chris Evans yeah. as, as the Human Torch. Your fucking head would explode, mate. And like, I feel, I feel that's a better option than the other because if he came back as Captain America, I feel that would be such a massive injustice into 
those two big lead roles. Weird, like if, weird, if Iron Man, yeah. if Iron Man came back, I'd be like, this is pointless. Like you've you've removed such a pivotal scene from yeah. a film and completely undone it. Whereas with this, like, I feel it's not on the same level. Like he, he obviously didn't die; he was old, etc. So he could come back. But I just think with everything that's kicking off and everything they've got planned, and obviously with the clear indication of One Division just being fucking nuts, mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule it out. And I'd be fair. I'd be like, I'd put money on it. Well, listen. If anybody wants to take this bet, <laughs> send us a DM at this is real good, um, and basically we'll we'll get it we'll get it sorted for you. I'll get it in writing. Um, and obviously, as usual, when Nick kind of fails to do something, an apology will be put on the podcast. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> I, Nicholas Stanford, was wrong. Uh, he yeah, came back as Captain yeah. America, ruined everything. Yeah. The human torch was uh, totally left field. Um, but listen, I'm excited for it. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. It's obviously up there. There's nothing really been spoken about and what as I said in what capacity but listen there's loads of stuff going on um so the much whole multiverse f- uh, phase four and stuff like that do you know what I mean there's so many possibilities for for different characters to come back and characters to be in different films do you know what I mean so um Disney have got their their kind of their hands full with, the, with this one do you know what I mean they're kind of mm-hmm. kind of pick and choose whatever they want do you know what I mean can I ask can I interject sir and ask who's yeah. who is your favourite Avenger um Mine's as the Hulk. Really? Yeah, it's always been. I thought um, you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Thor. I was very surprised at that. Nah, that I'm a Bruce Banner fan. Um, always have been. You and you like all oh, Vikings. <laughs> oh, no. oh Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean I've just always like when I was a kid, like um, it was a massive for DC side of stuff. I was a massive fan of um, Superman. He's my right. favorite um, DC character, and then. On the Marvel side, it was always the Hulk. Like, um, I just thought, what a fucking like when it, the first sort of ones that I watched, and then like I remember my dad showing me the, the old uh, Lou Ferrigno TV show and that, and yeah. obviously date, very dated. But when the when the films and stuff came out, I was just like, how cool is this? Do you know what I mean? I was like, the guy's fucking like turns out this massive fucking green like just indestructible fucking thing and just causes chaos do you know what I mean mm. and then obviously when it, when it went into the, the Avengers films it was just like that whole battle of like, between him and Thor do you know what I mean it was like who's yeah. the best and stuff do you know what I mean I just thought Hulk's just fucking cool he's cool I Eric just Banner's always like... I always remember as well like for, for Avengers like um, Banner's whole confession of of like you can't kill me I tried yeah, he just, I, go, he just goes into that. And he's just like, God, what a horrible concept! He's like, I, I put a bullet, I put, a, I put a bullet in my mouth, and the other guy spat it spat out. Spat it I'm out. Like, oh my God, what a but horrible see, that, idea! That, that again as well, just like fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, just, just brilliant. Just good. And obviously, with the whole Mark Ruffalo thing, they made him a bit more funnier and stuff, which was a bit more relatable to the kids and stuff. And and I thought that was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I think he plays a, a sort of pivotal behind this behind the scenes sort of part of the Avengers do you know what I mean like the whole being a scientist and all that and it's like fucking yeah. helping Tony Stark go out and stuff but at the same time he's like right the shit's going down let's go big man come on <laughs> but that's, a, that's a, I think that's a good dynamic to have as a as an Avenger to have that yeah. brains and then have the brawn at the same time do you yeah. know what I mean whereas like, people like Thor are just brawn do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> this is a muscle this is a muscle <laughs> yeah. these are all muscles uh, uh, yeah something gives my hammer I'm ready to rock and roll <laughs> uh, but yeah but yeah excited mate I'll be very interested to see what happens um, yeah 
we shall see we uh, shall see yeah. moving on to darker darker times I think shall we say mate I think a lot of people are, are buzzing about this Nick you put up a post about it was it last night or the night before um, uh, basically we're talking about the, the Mortal Kombat's first look inside the, the R-rated reboot um, with everything that's going on lots of um, stills of of the, the upcoming film that everybody's been waiting for like do you know what, what was your kind of what's your history with Mortal Kombat um I, mate, I think everyone played him just to rip people each other's heads off. That was literally oh, 100%. like hundred percent. Do you know like, what I mean? It was like, what's the grimmest fucking thing I can do in this game? Because that's what I want to do. I was, yeah. I think I, I just missed it. I was brought up on, like my first. I think you had, you always had like a console that you shared with a sibling, and then you had your own. And mine was a PlayStation, and I remember getting Tekken Three for the first game that I ever got with a PlayStation, and yeah. I rinsed that game to death. So Mortal Kombat's like not my forte. Like I'm fully aware of it, and the fucking soundtrack for the original film is probably, probably. one of the best fucking bit of tunes forever. I think I'm kind of similar as well. I don't. I mean, I, I played the shit out of it just like everybody else. I was never amazing mm. at it, but it was always like a good fun when you're a young kid and you kind of get together with your pals and you're just like playing Mortal Kombat for hours on end and um, mm-hmm. just basically, as he said, try to rip each other's heads off and, and finishing each other. Um, yeah. But obviously going back to the whole 1995 film, um, which a lot of people 95, know. Fuck. 95, fuck! 95, Nick, I know. And I think it's, it's, it's a sort of good and bad this film is. It's a sort of cult film, do you know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Um, it's not... Yeah. When it when it came out and stuff, it, it had like kind of bad reviews and stuff, like critically. Um, but like fans and stuff like that thought, great. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking back to '95, it done all right for its time. Do you know what I mean? That's a very much a product of its time. Um, obviously, with stars like obviously Christopher Lambert playing uh, Raiden and stuff like that. Oh, but um, hell yeah, I forgot. Brilliant. But I'm just looking forward to the reboot as well. I've read about about I read a bit about it. Sorry, and it seems that they're using quite a few. Um, sort of unknown actors um, mixed in with a few so like uh, forgive me if I, I, pr- I pronounce his name wrong as per usual but Hiroyuku Hiro uh, Sanada who basically is um, the, the Japanese actor who was in like the likes of the Wolverine 47 Ronin and The Last Samurai now if you remember right. him he's the one that, that kind of Tom Cruise is fighting with um, yeah he's got issues with to learn. Yeah. Um, so he's in it he is basically who is it he's playing? Oh, he plays Scorpion in the reboot. So oh, yes. Amazing. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, we've got getting this from, obviously, well, I got mine from Entertainment Weekly, and they're basically, they were saying, when you think of Mortal Kombat, you think of blood and buckets of it. And I think yeah. that's a good sort of statement. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, I think the big thing for me with this um, sort of drop was, yes, it looks amazing. Like the stills, I've looked at them. Uh, done a wee bit of research on that as well. You see Sub Zero fighting Scorpion in one still, um, but it just looks dark. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not. It I'm looks not exactly that. what you'd expect a fucking yes, Mortal Kombat. Yes, hundred percent. When it says the thing that grabbed me the most was when it said R rated, and I thought, thank you very much. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you don't want to go back to the old nineteen ninety five thing where it was like kind of the music was probably the best thing it was in the film, as you rightly said. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I think with this, I'm fingers crossed for it. Um, mm. That it promises everything that it said. Blood, gore, the fatalities. I'm all in, man. I yeah. cannot wait for it. 
Yeah, you're right. I think, like you say, there's there's various names in it, mate. The fact that fucking uh, Joe 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 Slim Joe Taslim, um, who's Sub Zero, who was in the raid. Um, yeah, that's correct. Which is just like the fucking action film of our time. Yeah, and it you know you've got people like that in it. It's like yes, gives it. Um, I I'll be very interested to see what they manage to put in. Like obviously they'll be doing a shit ton of fan service for people that are hoping this pays off. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Um, it's I think it's what what's the date? It's coming out April sixteenth. We've got um, um, which again yep. is aiming for. Um, arriving in theatres and HBO Max in America simultaneously. Yeah. simultaneously. I think the HBO Max thing is going to be quite a big thing, especially, I don't think... I mean, we go back to it as we rightly do it all the time, the whole pandemic thing. I don't think it's going to yeah. end anytime soon and I don't think for a long while that, that cinemas are going to be opened as, as, mm. as terrible news that is. But I think for the foreseeable future, we're going to have just streaming services. It's just yeah. going to be them competing with the, the daddies of Prime and Netflix and just seeing how yeah. they, they pan out. But um, listen, I think it's I think it's mad as well. Like um, the news got out a couple of days yesterday or the day before that Godzilla versus Kong's coming out in March. Yeah, so it's been moved forward through from May to March, and it's just like, it, it, and I mean, I'm trying. Like I I think this is this is where the test of the HBO Max Warner Brothers strategy is coming into play right because if you think we have not seen a trailer for Mortal Kombat or Godzilla vs. Kong yeah, at all we've not seen a glimpse yep. of it Godzilla comes out in March It's and I, I, mess, I, I messaged you and Craig saying like this is one of the biggest blockbusters you can imagine you'd want to see in a cinema and it's coming out in two months and we've not seen yeah. a trailer for it and Mortal Kombat comes out the month after yeah like the fucking marketing team for Warner Brothers must be shitting bricks trying to figure out how they're going to push this because I don't know, man. I, I just think, think I, I think the reason for that is though because everything's such an uncertainty. No, and I like, get that. I get that. What like, I'm getting at is it's like, like when do we do it? When do we release it? What do we do in what capacity? Do you know what I mean? It's a hundred percent. I'm not unprecedented times, obviously. Yeah, I just think it's interesting where it's like, are there going to be some people that are literally just don't know it's it's out? Mm-hmm. you know what I mean I just think that I just think it's weird like we'll talk about it in, in like due course like Wonder Woman's out to rent this week I've not heard anyone talk about it like one of the biggest anticipated fucking DC films to date and no, none of my friends have watched it and if they have it's been through dodgy means like because it's been yeah, in yeah. America for fucking weeks I just think it's really interesting to see how, how they handle it and if, if it does well I hope it does um but yeah, we'll wait madness. and see. But anyway. I'm, I'm, I, I just on 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 a little last note there. As I said, I think this with Mortal Kombat, it looks a lot darker. I rated. I'm I'm hoping for the best because I was as again fan of the game, fan mm. of the film, uh, lo- looking forward to it, man. So hopefully we get a trailer soon and we can speak about that when if and when it comes. Um, we're just going to pause for a little second because I'm just about to send. Uh, Mr. Staniforth has Christmas present, so right. he can, and he can show you, um, well, he can react to how. What I was gonna say, <laughs> can show me. Oh, mate! Fucking hell! Merry Christmas, mate! Cheers, dude! Fuck! 
<laughs> so basically what happened is um, I shouted What the to, fuck? Uh, How big's that? Well, How big's that going to be? Well, basically it's a, it's a digital image so you can print it off however you want, whatever, in the canvas right. and stuff, obviously, because of Corona. Oh. It was, I do it digitally. Basically I've just sent Nick a Christmas present and it is um, <laughs> Kratos from God of War. Um, so... Uh, shout oh, out to um, Space Boy, who is uh, one of a close friend of mine, Billy. Um, he'd done this very generously for myself um, to to pass on to Nick as a as a gift for, for that Christmas. That is delightful. Little little belated thing. So, mate, you can print it out. You can get it as big as as small as you want, mate. It's yours. Um, I'll be I'll send you the the, the digital image um, <sighs> next couple of days. Mate, fucking hell! Thank you very much. It's an absolute Just, beast, isn't it though? Yeah, it looked like. Like the detail and the and the axe and stuff. I was just, just saying, I'm literally, I'm just clicking on that as you said it. It's incredible. But guys, we'll, hopefully, um, I mean, Nick, if he wants to share it, we'll put it up on um, on Instagram yes, on the page, and we'll give um, Billy a shout out. So thank you I'm very gonna, much. Right. So just to follow on from that, because again, yeah, Billy, aka Space Boy, fucking like touched by the hand of God in terms of <laughs> like artwork, but. I'm going to show you. So I got things as well. <laughs> so I got. So I got. I got an iPad last Monday, just gone right, and I really wanted. Basically, I got for Christmas for a Christmas present Stan Lee's How to Draw a Superhero. Right. Okay. Just because I've always wanted to be able to draw, and like I'm not well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not bad. Way to see this. Way to see this. Right. So. <laughs> so. I was like, I, I wanted to get a pencil, but obviously the fucking Apple Pencil is like 120 quid or something for a pencil. And yeah. we're, at which point, this is where my dad steps in and goes, just use a fucking pad and pa- paper <laughs> yeah, and a pencil, I don't, you fucking don't cheat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I saw on Amazon, they were selling them for like, not legit ones, like alternative ones for like 30 quid. So I got one. So this is one of my recent bits of artwork, mate. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. This will be fucking funny. Watch this. Right. So, so this is my uh, attempt at some um, a sketch that was like a template that's in this book. <laughs> oh my goodness me! <laughs> it looks like it basically looks like he's drew um, Punisher with crossed with Superman, and uh, it looks as if he's. He's had he's had a few a few Sunday dinners. Yeah, he looks like. I'm not sure if those may have been muscles or they may have been like bits of fat. <laughs> he looks like he looks like this is great. This is great content for a fucking podcast, by the way. Um, by the way, you he... should send that. You should put this up. So you should put up Billy's one, uh, <laughs> the God of War, and then you should put yours next to it. <laughs> As in, uh, uh, one of the other pick one, and the other one it doesn't exist forever. I think I'm pretty sure Captain Average will be gone. <laughs> yeah so basically i've drawn a superhero type figure and it and, you know My accepting goodness. this is a work in progress why is he wearing high heels <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing like victorian like tom cruise heels like with the fucking the heel on right it. you know what i'm gonna fucking he's, show he's you the picture. Up, shut up a second up, uh, i'm gonna show you that i'm gonna show <laughs> Size ten from next. Um, I he's got like uh, he's fighting crime at four o'clock and he's get done at five. <laughs> oh fucking hell! But oh. yeah, that's my that's my first attempt, mate. You know, he's wearing. Like, he's also wearing. He's also wearing snow gloves as well. He's like he's wearing like mitts. <laughs> 
There's like no definition he's hands. It looks like he's got a thumb and a bit. It's a rough draft, man. I've not finished it, you know? Like I'm sitting here pure criticising as well. My God, I was going to say, yeah, you fucking try, dickhead. Um, Listen, don't put your stuff out there if you don't want to criticise. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) The amount of women that have said that to me. Um, (laughs) Fantastic. Swiftly um, moving on. Yes, swiftly. Like speed, like the average speed at of Captain sp- Average. <laughs> at the speed of Captain Average, bumping into Wonder Woman as Nick was um, kind of talking. Obviously, um, oh, fucking we hell. had the privilege of finally seeing uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Because um, all, all cinemas in Scotland are still closed. Um, yeah. People down south have seen it when it came out early January, late December, yeah. but finally it arrived on um, digital for 16 quid. Um, so I well, saw directed, this a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> so, did, so did I as well. But I mean, so obviously directed by Patty Jenkins, um, starring, what you say, are you laughing about? Or... <laughs> carry on, come on, directed by. Who's carry it directed on, carry by, on. Sean? Right, okay, what? Who's it directed by? Crack on, go on. Patty Jenkins. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was saying, I was, just, I was just fucking putting that in there. Jesus Christ, before Nick started going a laughing fit because I said Patty Jenkins. Um, what did you think of uh, Wonder Woman 84, Nick? Um, right, so I I was a big fan of the first one. Um, I think Same. Gal Gadot is perfect casting for it. No, yep. I take that back. Gal Gadot has the perfect image of a classic Wonder Woman superhero image. Like, But the question is... Is she a good actress? Right. And again... <laughs> no, hear me out, hear me out. So, uh, the, looking at... Let's be honest, right? Let's call it how it is. When you look at the DC films... Yeah. There was an absolute fucking car crash of, of films that came out consecutively, one after the other, where it was just like, they just weren't met with the right reaction. Wonder Woman came out and it was like, holy fuck, this, they, they finally yeah, they've got probably. back on track. Um Still one of my favourite DC films. kind of seen as the saviour of the whole DC thing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. She was the highlight of fucking Batman v Superman in the time that she was in it. Um, yeah. Uh, that sound, that Hans Zimmer score is just fucking perfect for that. Amazing. Uh, the film came out of as of a World War One fish out of water action film, which sounds ludicrous, but that's exactly what it is, and it works brilliantly for that for that reason. Um, Gal Gadot's like almost naivety to the world that that she's been obviously blocked off from coming to try and fix it um, was just really nice. Chris Pine's fucking brilliant. 1984 has so many great elements in it. It's such a he- it's less of a fucking nod and more of a headbutt to Richard Donner's like Superman films. It's got that classic comic booky feel to it where you know oh god it's Wonder Woman like that sort yeah. of just. It, it, oh, you see her kind of fighting it, it, crime in the supermarket, uh, the, the mall yeah. and stuff like that as well. And you know that whole—if you you could—and I'm not saying you should—you could take Gal Gadot out and put Christopher Reeve into that scene, and it would still work. Like it fits yeah. for that era. Um, it has so many great elements to it. Pedro Pascal is fucking brilliant in it as Maxwell. Lord. Absolutely tremendous. Um, Kristen Wiig, I think, is awesome as. Um, yeah, I think. Barbara I thought Minerva, she was. I thought I say. Yeah, she plays cheater. Um, yeah. So basically, I, th- I think I can agree with you in, in some aspects of it, but <clears throat> I think if they never had like a kind of performance at Pedro Pascal in it, it would have, mm, have kind of lost my attention a little bit. Okay. I felt, 
I felt was if like the whole I personally don't think Gal Gadot is a good actress. Do you know what I mean? Right. She's, she's kind of she's done that. Obviously, Wonder Woman. It's massive. She's getting paid handsomely for it. It's it's she she's cast perfectly as in like the way she looks and stuff. But I just don't think yeah. I don't believe I don't believe her as a, a kind of superhero. Anyway, well, my, saying that, sorry, Karen. No, in saying that, I'm just saying like, like Chris Pine, as you rightly said, like I, I personally don't think he gets enough credit. I think he's a he's a kind of underrated actor. He should be, be kind of in a better capacity, not in in more films. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but just Pedro great Captain Pascal Kirk. for me was a, yeah Pedro Pascal for me was a standout in this film. I thought is um, Max Lord. I thought perfect, perfect casting yeah. as well. Yeah, he's having a fucking great year. Like to roll off Mandalorian yep. and come into this, like good on him. Boom. Um, I think my problem with it was there was such a gr- there was such a clear through line and an obvious an obvious way to go. And I don't mean that in yeah. like they could have you know it's an easy way to go. It just would have made sense for. Mm-hmm. And you see it to an extent of the whole role reversal between Steve Trevor and Diana of. She's become accustomed to this world that she's now in. Chris Pine, uh, Steve Trevor, like, has obviously come back through special means of which we won't go into. Um, come back from the dead, and he's he's trying to sort of figure out what's going on. And it's almost like, you know, there's even there's a fucking crocodile Dundee moment, mate, where he's trying to deal with escalators, and it's just like, yeah, it works, it works. My issue is there is no. And it probably backs up what you're saying in terms of Gal Gadot's like acting capability. There is no in-depth analysis of Diana through. It's, it's 1984. The last time she saw him was World War One, right? Yeah. Which uh, what ended what 1918? Am I right? 1918. Yeah. Yeah. So between then and to 84, she's seen the world. She's seen another world war. Yeah. And there was no. There was no. She's analysis. Been, she, you see the photos and that as well. She's she's involved in that as well. Also, yeah. So. But there's no analysis of her going, you know what? I'm fucking tired. Like, I've tried so hard to help. And we, you still... this, this, you, The human race continues to fuck up. And I'm, but again, I don't know how the, to fix that's this. The, that's the whole burden of a superhero, isn't it? It's like... Exactly, but why isn't and, that... And Gotham, the Batman, it's like... It's, right. it's just... It's never ending. But what I'm getting at is... I feel... I personally feel the reason that isn't explored is because she just doesn't have the capability to... to bring that message across as a character to show that emotion you mean like, to show that to show yeah. that stretch and frustration mate this you know if you've seen it or not there is essentially a moment where she has to make a choice as all hits yep. in all comic book films superheroes always have to do it and there's supposed the to be so good. much yeah for the greater good she's got to make the sacrifice to save the day and there should be this emotional fucking wallop and i was like this is hilarious like this it's is not landing is this very what? Sorry, it's very brief as well. It's very brief. It comes out of it's nowhere. It's like, aye, it's almost, it's almost like right. He's behind. She just kind of disappears, run behind this pole, and then starts crying, <laughs> and then that's it. And it's just like, right, where's my rope? And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. There's no like. I don't know. You look at and and the thing is, I think you know, hardcore fucking DC fans will probably die on a hill saying that Marvel films don't check the boxes that they. They aim to. It's the same film again and again and again. But there are so many moments through Marvel films. Mate, perfect example. Like, you look at Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor's, like, flight into death is the same as Chris Evans... Well, Steve Rogers' flight 
in the first Avenger in Captain America where he's like, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, we're not going to have that dance. And you're fucking heartbroken for him. You are like, you poor fucker. Yeah. Because, and even moments of like, like little conversations they have through through the through the Marvel films where like, what is it? Every, oh, he says something like, was, oh, I can't remember, I can't remember the specific quote, I'm going to find it. But it's like, that's a character that has lived this history, lived this timeline and seen the errors of men and seen them like our fuck ups. And there's brief, clear suggestions of that. In fact, like Age of Ultron, it's like, you know, um, yeah, who the hell would sign up for him? Who who the hell would sign up to to work with a German scientist for the better for the better good? And he's like, yeah, who who'd do that? And it's like <laughs> that self reflection of like, I know. I'm trying to, you know, there's so many different layers to him. And I just think that there isn't, there's nothing there with Gal Gadot in this film. There's just nothing. Yeah, like, I don't feel sorry for her. I don't feel any like, over, I don't feel joyous moments for her when she gets back. But the only reason you do feel some form of elevation is because Chris Pine's so fucking charming. You're like, yeah, yeah. I think I they, would. I think I'd, I'd I think fucking again, stop the world to try and do it. I think again the whole CGI. I thought I thought that was pretty. Like I enjoyed that as well. I thought it was it was very well done. Do you know what I mean? But again, the, the story is what is what me and Dick are obviously talking about. And mm. I, I don't know. I just for me it was like probably between a two and a, a three. I push it a five. Yeah, yeah. I think like I, I think really it's a three film. Yeah. And as I said, like people like Pedro Pascal and Chris Pine and stuff. And I, Kristen Wiig is a good actress and. It was a good role for her and stuff, but obviously, she's obviously being overshadowed by Wonder Woman. That's a whole fucking. Yeah. That's a whole point. I get it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Um, but listen, it's it's not one of their best anyway. I think no. it will probably still rake in a fair amount anyway. It's. I mean, I think I'm looking at it here now. So the budget was two hundred million. It's already, I think, done about one hundred thirty-five million already. So, um, listen, wait and see how the numbers kind of pick up after it. But yeah. Listen, it's one you've got to kind of watch for the whole DC sort of fandom. Um, get involved with it. Let us know what you think. If you disagree with us, let us know on Instagram. We'll be sure to disagree and block you. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually get some feedback because we, when we announced, we put a reminder yeah. that it was coming. It was going live again. Um, Jordan um, just eloquently put, kept falling asleep whilst watching it. Had been a long day. <laughs> His missus loved it though. Um and what he saw was decent. So when he was in and out of consciousness, he enjoyed it. So that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, we've got Jayquay18 just saying it was terrible. Just flat yeah. out terrible. Um, I mean, even I like think- my missus as well, she she's like, doesn't obviously, again, doesn't watch, like, she's not in depth with films. Like, she's seen the first Wonder Woman. She thought the first Wonder Woman was great. Put yeah. this one on and she was like, I've watched a little bit of it in the background. Mm. She's, that's how that's how much it grabbed her attention. So yeah. If that doesn't tell you something, then I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what we thought of it. Um, moving on to what else we got on the list, mate? Because other superhero antics, I'm sure. We have the very anticipated Wonder Vision. Wonder Wonder Vision Wonder Vision Wonder Vision Wonder Wonder Vision. To me, to you, to me, just, to you. <laughs> yeah, just following on from the uh, brilliant Chuckle Vision Photoshop that Craig put in uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the two episodes for WandaVision the fight oh. making how fucking long has it been since we've seen a Marvel opening like yeah it's I, weird just it's, madness I mean I, I don't know what I think of WandaVision I'm st- I was struggling with it I kind of get 
I get where that, well, I think I know where they're heading with it. Like, I okay. get all the analogies, the little secret things and stuff. There's obviously that one that, that we missed today. We won't spoil it, but we missed it today and stuff that you sent it to me. Just mm-hmm. little little bits that Marvel always put in, the little Easter eggs and stuff. And I, I think I know in my head what's happening. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to kind of like blurt out any stuff in case I'm obviously wrong. But I just... Well, I don't, I, Mate, we are we are in a fucking safe bubble. We're fine to do this. Yeah. But for those I mean, like I've, for those I've, that might, we'll break it down the plot for people that might not have missed it because I was trying to explain it to the missus, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is mad." Because it's essentially, oh, I mean, right? So, wonder visions visions alive, yeah, in quote marks, um, and he is living in the 1950s in the first episode i think the 50s i'm pretty sure the 50s um in a sitcom it's clearly sitcom there's canned laughter there's everything about it there's music scores for like changing in scenes and stuff and basically wonder and vision are living out their life in in 1950s suburbia and something is clearly not right because last time we left them one of them was dead and the other one was mourning them um but Mate, you throw your you throw your theories of what you've got because <clears throat> obviously you know I've got a bit more insight yeah, into more, what I've read more and in stuff. depth with obviously yeah. everything. So I think obviously, but where um, where's your where's your head at? <laughs> where's your head? <laughs> um, I just obviously think Wanda is well. I think she's been captured to some extent, right, okay, and she's been tortured, and then I think right. in her mind she's created this. Wonder Vision, so she's created the whole fucking her vision, the happy life. They're, yeah. they're they're having babies and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's a the kind of American sitcom. It's very um very cheesy. Everything's bright and great, and do you know what I mean? All all our friends and stuff in it. And then you obviously you see bits happening in it that shouldn't happen. Um, like for instance, the bit with the toy plane and it's in color and it's got a symbol on it. You see the guy, the beekeeper, coming out of the fucking ground, and she's like, "Nope, reverse it and stuff." So it's very much as if Wanda's in control of it. She doesn't know to the full extent of what is actually happening. That's obviously right. going to be kind of in the later episodes. Um, the second episode there, she's got a bump. She's like, "Oh my god!" But you can kind of see that coming because it's all the reference of this is for the children. This is for the children. Do you know what I mean? We're doing yeah. it for the children. And I'm like, well, they've got kids. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, they're not they're not given they're not what what I think this lacked for me, and I think me and you spoke about it. I don't know if it was you, but it lacked that sort of like first episode Hook. of the season. Let's go, let's go full tonto. Let's fucking mm. give the, give the audience what they want. Let's go right for it and being Marvel and stuff. That's what you can expect. Being a new TV show, that's what you expect. Yeah, um, if you if you're a current like. If you're watching a, a TV show that's very like, current, um, that first episode, that if it's been off air for a, a year, when you come back, you're expecting big things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think WandaVision lacked that. Okay. Um, I'm not going to lie. I skipped through a little bit. So I was like fast forwarding. Oh, like, mate. 10, 10 seconds and stuff, mate. I was, I was just like very short. Obviously, I think it's only like 25 minutes long, but I just, I just didn't enjoy it, mate. I'm just. Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it to see how it unfolds because I'm. I'm interested to see whether I'm right or wrong. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's obviously going to be some surprises in there, as Marvel always rightly do. They're, they kind of hide things, and um, they might have some kind of 
uh, surprise performances and stuff like that. But there is um, there is people that we haven't seen, like um, we haven't seen Cat Dennings yet. Yes, so we haven't seen like Randall Park as well. Um, aha, aha. I'll stop you there. Okay. So I think I I fully agree with some of the things you're saying. I think that it's not like it, it's not. It hasn't got its full foot on the pedal just yet. And I think the reason for that is like. What you're talking, I get what you're talking about in terms of it's not, it's not, it didn't hook you in the first episode. I think, nope. firstly, with that though, is that you've got to factor in they didn't show one episode, they showed two, yeah. and I think they had that in mind from day one. They were like, we're going to air the first two episodes, and the cliffhanger will be in the second episode, not the first, because naturally, you watch the first one, you were like, right, well, I know the second one's now here, so I'm just going straight into it. Yeah, and I think that is that's an that's a mechanic that they've put in place on like in the in the perspective of that it's it's streaming and that you can just watch it straight straight after the next and i think that's why they did it the way they did it randall park is on the radio um when she's right okay so she's like wonder 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 come back like wonder like where like where are you basically the to follow on from what you're saying about she's been kidnapped or whatever the the logo that you see on the helicopter that's in the hedge is sword, which is a big thing in Marvel, and it's essentially a sub a co division to Shield, i.e., hence the Shield and short Shield and Sword. With this though, the acronym is Sentient Weapon, which obviously Wonder is. She is she's fully yeah, aware yeah. of what she's doing, and she's a weapon. Um, but there's so many little elements in it that I think are really interesting, i.e. The TV adverts that they put in between the shows, which are just like old-fashioned shows that they used to have, where it was, this show is brought to you by X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and like you see the Stark toaster on the first episode, which I'm pretty sure is what like Vision's referred to as a toaster. Like he's he's you know smarter, and it was also interesting that was the only bit of color in the in the whole episode, in the first one was just yeah. the red flash on the toaster, and in the second episode it was a Hydra watch. Um, but there's loads of theories about the fact that Catherine Hahn, who I think is fucking great in these two episodes, by the way, is the name is the like the involved neighbour. Um, there was also she, another shout out as well to um, Emma Caulfield Ford, who played Anya and Buffy. Do you remember her? Mother? Yes, and then obviously was, there's the mum, the mum from Seventy Show as well, isn't it? Yeah, aye. So they were like kind of good um, sort of supporting actors. I thought. Um, they fitted in really well but listen I'm just I think I'm just going to watch it to see what happens that's the capacity mm-hmm. that I'm kind of on board with with, um, with WandaVision do you think though it's a bit like I was speaking to someone about this on Twitter the other day saying that as someone who hasn't read comics and doesn't isn't as involved and as obviously your knowledge is stretches as far as MCU yeah. up until now yeah do you think that's what the issue is for you like because people are fucking going nuts over it on Twitter going oh this is linked to this reference or this yeah, issue yeah, I mean, or that means this to, but don't you think that's a, don't you think that's a bit shit for you well that's what I'm saying like so you're not obviously they are they're, they're, they're accommodating to their, their, their fans I get it but yeah. I'm a fan too a, <laughs> like, no well I mean I, I do, I do no I mean that's Marvel. what you're, that's, yeah, that's where you're but, going from all I'm saying like but I suppose they do that in a lot of stuff don't they that it's like um, 
if I was to watch like something to do with like American football or whatever, I would know more about it. Or do you know what I mean? So if you're a if you're a product of certain things that you enjoy, then you're gonna d- look dive into it more. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like like more martial arts stuff and all that sort of stuff. Like like um, if it's a Bruce Lee film or, or whatever else, or like stuff to do with Godfather and that. Like I can tell you like, trivia and that. About that yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I just, it's obviously been, it's such a, it's so massive, that's the thing about it, it's like, you're saying sword and all these other people, and, and I'm like, I've never heard of them, or, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just, it's it's hard to keep up with, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I struggle with, and I've no intentions of fucking starting now, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm basically going to take it for what it is, and watch it, and see how it pans out, and, and I'll go, I either liked it or hated it, There's, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I we've can't got, be too critical of it because again, I don't know that much about it. But I'm only kind of giving my sort of um, like my 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 opinion on it. Like Leslie was was watching it in the background. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I had to explain to her." I was like, "Oh, this is like the uh, in the Avengers, blah blah blah." Do you know what I mean? Briefly, I was like, "But he's actually he's like he's not there, and this is on her brain and whatever." And she was just like. Why is it a sitcom? It's like, it's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's funny, <laughs> like, that's a great point, but why is this sitcom? <laughs> yeah, she was like, is, it, is this supposed to be funny? Because you've got all the canned laughter and that. And I was like, I don't think it is, I think. Well, I didn't find it funny anyway, do you know what I mean? But um, I, I was like, this is her sort of perfect life and whatever. And she's like, all oh, right, okay. And then she was just like, looked away from the TV and probably rolled her eyes and was like, what the fuck is he watching? Like my she was like first, first Cobra Kai now this yeah the father of my child's a fucking loser yeah <laughs> absolute idiot amazing um, but yeah you're right I think I think only time will tell how it stands up I think yeah. it's their bravest fucking endeavour to go to, to open with this like they could have gone I think I think Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to go first and because of COVID was it yeah I think I probably would have preferred that more yeah I Bit more action packed in it. Yeah. And I you know, I think to my knowledge, this is now this is also gonna lead into the Doctor Strange sequel. So like mm. even where that goes, that'll yeah. be nutty as fuck as well. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Um we might talk about it in a couple of weeks' time. Well, like next week or following on, um, because there's nine episodes I think they've got lined up. Mm. Um and we're two down. Um so, so yeah. So so going from one thing that I didn't enjoy to another thing I didn't enjoy was uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched the the film on Amazon Prime called One Night in Miami, which has just been released. It's um, a fictional meeting between Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. Uh, they basically meet in a, a hotel room and like nineteen sixties. They're celebrating loads of stuff, like obviously with Ali beating Sonny Liston, um, and it's like. They're obviously figureheads of the the sort of black um, civil rights movement, and they're talking about how how they how they're impacted on it or what what they what they kind of give to the, the kind of sort of normal people because they're high celebrities and like a um and the in the public eye, so they're they're, they're kind of discussing certain things. But I just think, look, it's. And I never this again. This was another film that just didn't grasp me. You know what I mean? And why um, not, mate? I, I don't know if it was well down to the casting, or I mean, I did say to you like I've always got a problem with like, sort of biopics. I know it's fictional. I know it's it's not real. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. But the the 
the people are iconic. So Malcolm okay. X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke. And I just felt as if they didn't... But apart from the, the guy who played Malcolm X, nobody resembled anybody. Um, I don't think they, they kind of portrayed the people well. Right. Um, lost interest with it. Actually turned it off halfway through. Wasn't wasn't um, wasn't grasping me at all. Couldn't be bothered with it. Um, credit to Regina King for her first feature uh, film directed, but I wasn't a fan. So pass it over to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I watched the whole thing. Um, yeah. And I and I no really what, enjoyed no it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Interrupt you again. No, what frustrates me about it, like go on. Again, not like don't know. I know enough about Malcolm X, but Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke are three people that I like love their stuff. Love Sam Cooke's music. <laughs> love your work. <laughs> no, but I like Jim Brown's one of the best American footballers ever. Like the yeah. stuff back in the day was like fucking just unreal. And then Muhammad Ali is just Muhammad Ali, basically. Yeah. But um, it's just I don't think it was portrayed like from what I'd seen anyway. I don't think it was portrayed well, and and I just I felt it was quite lazy. I think the guy who played Muhammad Ali as well. I just don't think he did. He looked fuck all like him. He was trying to sound like him. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like if you you could have you could have put anybody in there and had that that sort of like soundtracked voice over like his, his acting. It would have like made no difference. Do you know what I mean? The only thing that was resembled him was his voice, and that was that because he was putting it on. You know what I mean? He was like doing the whole I, I'm floating like a butterfly, staying like a bee, and I was just like. I've heard that a million times, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that was the only thing he had, and I just felt it was lazy. Okay, I massively disagree. This is weird that like I think this is the first time where we both like, like I I think the performances are fucking great. I think Malcolm Jesus. X. I think Malcolm X as for for like one of his first, the guy that plays it. I think his name's Kings. Uh, I've got Kingsley. Kingsley Benadiel. Yeah, for a first mate, I think. I, I get what you're saying to an extent. I personally don't think likeness is an issue for me. If they don't look like the person, that's fine. Will Smith does not look like Muhammad Ali. He's got, he had the body, yeah, no. but he didn't look like him. And was it was it an Oscar-nominated performance? Yeah, he's fucking great in it. I think, like, as a collective, these four guys are absolutely giving it their all in various forms. I think Leslie Odom Jr. as Sam Cooke is fucking incredible. I think... Like Aldis Hodge, I messaged you because I watched it this morning. I messaged you to say that like there's a there's a great moment that I thought anyway for a moment where Sam Cooke and Malcolm X are having the dispute about Malcolm X basically saying you have got a voice that you could be using for the greater good for the struggle that we're in, and instead you're pandering to the white people. Why? Aye, Sam Cooke was always famous for being an Uncle Tom. Do you know yeah. What I mean? And then Sam Cooke goes into this brilliant discussion about how he sold, he's just sold a song to an English group called the Rolling Stones and yeah. I'm getting the money for every time they someone buys their yeah. record. He's like, and then he said to quote, um, I don't want a piece of the pie, I want the recipe. And yeah. whilst this, this altercation is happening, um, Aldous Hodge, who you might remember, was in The Invisible Man, um, which we fucking love. Mm-hmm. As Jim Brown, he's got such a presence. Like, there's just a moment where he's by himself in the bathroom and he's listening to these guys who are both of his, you know, two guys that are his friends. And he's like, I've got no dog in this fight. Like, I'm I'm exhausted by this situation. And I, like, there's a, there's, to, to sort of follow on from what Sean's saying, I did have an issue with it as it started because 
I'm fully aware that it's based on a play. Whilst this this incident happened, they were all after um, Ali's like 64 heavyweight win. They were all in a room together. We never know. We will never know what the history of the conversation was that happened. It's now like almost mythical, but it happened. This incident happened. They were all in a hotel, and in the lead up to it, like it's clearly a stage play that's trying to break free of feeling like a stage play like there's a moment where jim brown goes to see um i'm i don't know who's the um oh, bro bridges goes yeah who does he actually play in it he's just oh, a guy i can't remember it's like a sort of like from what i grasp it's like somebody who's like supporting them maybe backing them yeah. financially or whatever yeah and... backing him financially um uh, like probably probably helped him out to get where he is. Whatever, yeah, that helping him out. So they have this conversation out on the out on um, Bo Bridges like decking basically of his house, and that whole conversation feels so staged to me. Like I like yeah, like I was I was unaware it was a play before as I was until I started watching it and saw that like I accidentally paused on Amazon Prime and obviously it comes up with the trivia and it was like in the play and I was like of course this is a fucking play because mm-hmm. like. She goes. His his daughter or or like help in the house goes to get some lemonade. Comes out and it's so perfectly timed that I'm like, this looks like a stage play. And from knowing that, it really stuck with me. And I was like, I'm struggling with this because I don't like the fact that it's so ropey. But it was for me when they all get in that room together because the majority of the film is them just all in a room talking about how much their influence is having on their fucking like community, like that worked for me and going back to like Aldis Hodge Aldis Hodge just has a physicality of a guy of like I don't know what I can say about this situation but I know it's not right and he talks about how I hate I hate the idea of a white person trying to hide their racism I, I accept the fucking confederate flag waving fucks that just are out there yeah. um, but mate Told I just I do yeah I, yeah and I think you know it's shit that like there was a halfway point for me where I was watching it. I was like, I hate the fact that this film still is rele- relevant, as is yeah. however many films we've had this year, and it's it's just so it's it's just like almost like a raw wound that just keeps getting poked at. And I think this personally, I think it's a really good it's a really good watch. I think they've got a great little dynamic together. Um, I think Eli Gorey is uh, as Cassius Clay, like Muhammad Ali. I think no, he doesn't look like him, but he's got the physique of him, and he's got so many little mannerisms that he like. He doesn't certain... have the physique of him, mate. What? Sorry, what? He doesn't have the physique of him. Well, he's pretty fucking ripped. Aye, but Muhammad Ali was never ripped, mate. He was a lean, tall boxer. Right. Okay. Fair enough. This guy's like fucking got a six pack, and he's built like fucking, um, like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Do you know what I mean? He's massive. Right, it's huge. fair enough. But anyway, I I guess I, I think got on me. I think I think in terms of certain words that he gets out, like there are there are so certain moments that I heard, and I was like, yeah, he's getting he's getting his R's right. He sounds like how Muhammad Ali said certain words. Yeah, that was just for me. But like, I think I think there are moments in this film that stand out, and I think it's as a collection of a group of guys that look to be on the rise of, a, of of their career, like 
weirdly there's some almost like a fucking mirror in terms of where the all the guys in the film are like i love the whole almost paranoia of malcolm x mm-hmm. of like constantly looking out windows because he's on the cusp of breaking from um like his current state in life which you know i think he i think he was that it was like a year before he died um and fucking murdered it at like a speech there um but yeah, I just think I I enjoyed it. I think there's great moments in it. I think the cast do what they can. I think for like Kingsley Benadir is a standout, not only because he's obviously taking on a fucking iconic role, but an iconic role that's already been dealt with by Denzel Washington. And if you step in those shoes, like good luck to you. Um, I think he I think he did it really well. Um, I'd be interested to see what everyone thinks. I know well, it's I mean, getting it's like getting, it's getting like massive reviews and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got um, a pro rating of ninety eight percent. It's like eight point two out of ten. Uh, loads of people are saying, like, kind of commending Regina King for her efforts and stuff like. But um, listen, we 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 disagree on this one. Um, as Sean's we always wrong. say, Sean's, Sean's wrong. Yeah, Sean's, I'm always Sean's wrong. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that is just one of those ones. I just without being too fucking too harsh on it I just I'll, I don't think Bored. I would ever like click on it and watch it again basically I'd, I mean Fair. I just think it's one of those ones it didn't grab my attention but mm-hmm. listen as I said let us know who you agree with me or Nick let us know your, uh, once you've watched it One Night in Miami on Amazon Prime and, and the confessions will be waiting um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got is that about it, it? Me, I think yeah well that was a that was a steady, serious and diverse like podcast. Yes. I feel like we've not had one of these in a while where we're just like yeah, no, messed up straight straight to the point. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh average sort of films this week. Have you watched anything this week that you've actually enjoyed, mate? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> have you been in a good mood at all this week? <laughs> um, yeah. um I think we also had them watching. You binged, you binged like the doc, the the thingy on Netflix. Oh the... yeah, Netflix, um, Night Stalker, sweet baby Jesus man, like that will give you nightmares. Um, literally, uh, it's I don't even know how to explain it. It's basically about uh, a guy who's on this rampage, um, and you're talking like serial killer Nick, and you're talking like they've got an mo or they've got some sort of um, path that they follow, shall we say? Right. This guy is all over the place. Okay. Like, he's killing old people. He's walking into people's houses and just shooting them and then leaving. He's robbing people. He's, sometimes he's, he'll stay there after the murder for three hours and then leave. Sometimes he eats their food. And you're just like, it's it's crazy, mate. It will, it will literally so what's, anybody. So the story, what? Like, the history of... I don't... Because I literally know nothing about this. So who's the... Yeah, who's so the, the story... But I know I knew nothing about it as well. So basically the story is that... Um, uh, a couple end up murdered and it's another couple after that and then it's just it gets a bit messy sort of in the middle where the police are so confused because he's travelling all over LA and it's like different counties and stuff so you could literally go from one end to the other and it'll take you like two or three hours away um, right. so he kills like a just a guy lying in his bed at night in his sleep um, and then he sexually assaults the wife and then leaves and right. then the next night, he'll maybe like kill two old people in their bed, and then he'll sit and eat all their food, and then he leaves, and it's just, he's all over the place, mate. There's never an MO where it's like... <laughs> I love that. He's all over the place. Mean? You don't know what he's doing. Well, 
Well, do you know what we like for like, for talking sakes? We always go back to it. But like Hannibal Lecter, it's like his yeah. MO was like he was a cannibal. So that's what he did. He would kill, and it was mostly like women or whatever or kind of intellectual people. When he would like, mm. he would basically like eat their brains and stuff like that, whatever. But that's that. It's kind of following that certain path where it would be the same sort of crime every single yeah. time after that. Yeah. So it'd be kind of whether the same same way like for instance Ted Bundy and that as well assaulting like young uh, young women. Do you know what I mean? It was a it was a good looking guy and he, he took advantage of it and he he had like fucking basically it was just a pure complete creep. But yeah. this Night Stalker guy is just it's mate, I can't even explain. Just watch if you if you manage to watch like an episode or two, it will explain more. Um mm-hmm. but I definitely recommend it. I mean by the end of it like Leslie Ann was fucking like sh- shitting herself to go to bed and I did have like, hairs on the back of my neck were standing really? because I just thought, Wow, this is one like creepy, creepy guy, man. Like one of the worst sort and of they, killers I would say. Do they have interviews with him and stuff? Um Yeah. Or like any um, recordings and stuff like that. that yeah, I always think I always remember like the Ted Bundy recordings, you're just like, Oh god, this yeah. is like this guy. Well was... this guy's kinda of very similar in the way he talks as well and um, they give you little snippets of it. They don't give you like, the whole interview, but I'm, I'm sure it's out there for you to watch. Um, no. But I kind of think anything else I've been watching, mate. I mean, obviously, I introduced Leslie Ann to Training Day the other night, which was fantastic to, to rewatch. Yes. Um, she's a massive fan of um, Denzel, but also, more importantly, Man of Fire. Man on Fire, sorry. Um, yeah. And I was like, have you ever seen Training Day? No. I was like, boom, let's watch it. <laughs> Loved it. Great. Get it on. Ticked it. One, she's watched one more film than Craig Hogg has, anyway. Which is <laughs> <laughs> not fucking hard. Um, um, shaking his head as he does that. I'm just on, um, on that note, like, we were talking about some of the films that, that I, hadn't, I hadn't seen these ones, mate, that I'd sent into the, the chat the other day there. Right. Um, so it was The Little Things with Denzel and Rami Malek and Jared, Jared Leto. Yeah. Looks really good. Serial killer based cop um, kind of film. And then the other one, which was kind of surprising, was uh, Green, The Green Knight. Yeah. Do you know a bit about that? I've seen a lot about it. Um, it's been held off a like, shock horror for quite yeah, some time. I know. Um, but yeah, mate, fucking Dev Patel. Like, anything with him in. Like, yeah, great It's actor. a case of the fucking, like, newsroom alumni, I'm down. Like, is it? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's another actor that's like, almost very picks, clearly picks and chooses very precisely the films he wants to go for and the fact that this just doesn't look like a film I'd expect him to be in nah, just makes so makes me up for it um, also that big fucking tree monster thing looks terrifying um, yeah you see that oh sorry just not my microphone for the first time in about six months <laughs> you've done very well mate um, yeah. but yeah I'm excited for it I um, not necessarily didn't enjoy but watched last night and I was messaging um, Sean and Craig about this Mate, I like I watched Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire because I think I told you a while ago. Like following Robin Williams' death, I just not watched any of his films. Yeah, I'm just saying, man, it really fucking stuck with me. Really yeah, upset me for personal whatever. reasons as well. I remember yeah. saying to you, like, it kind of. I think we said on the podcast actually. Yeah, but did actually we say that like it, there's a resemblance between my dad and Robin Williams, like similar yeah. features. So I was just like, yeah, never watched it. But yeah. um, oh, what a film, man! This is doubtful. Well, mate. <laughs> You know what? In all seriousness, that film has not fucking aged well because no, like, hasn't. this there's certain bits in it where I was just like, well, the start for starters, the fact that he so he quits his job, right? He quits his job, 
Sally feels fucking stressed out of box trying to like keep her architecture job whatever afloat and his response for his his second born's birthday not like being good enough he's like i know i'll bring a fucking animal zoo to the house that'll be fine and the missus wouldn't be happy mate can you imagine if your <laughs> if your little lad gets to like 13, 12 13 and he's like right i'll tell you what we'll do we'll bring a load of horses and goats and fucking everything into the house and we'll have all your mates around i'll dance on the furniture don't worry about your mum. She's fine. She'll be fine with it. Like, could you could you sort of predict a slight mild blowout from the other half? Do you know? If, if... Do you do you know how my brain works, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> Oh, that's up, and then, that's and then like, miraculously, within a week's time, <laughs> Leslie Ann yeah. hires a Scottish housemate that's about yeah. sixty, but looks a bit like, like oh, oh, hello there, dear. I'll have a hip hop, bebop dance till you drop. <laughs> She's like, Sean, get out, you fucking idiot. What have I told you? Stop dressing up as a woman. Get my um, clothes off. But yeah, mate, just some bits in it where I was like, yeah, you've got every reason to fucking ditch this guy because he's just not, yeah. he's not a good dad and he's not a good husband. Um, but it's shit what happens to him. But anyway, and obviously it goes to extreme measures. But that I, I think I get the analogy behind it because it's like you would go to any length to kind of see your kids. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? 100%, 100%. Like that, that is very truthful. There's a, a certain kind of, um, well, instinctual sort of feeling that you get when you have a kid. It's like you would literally... You would cut your arm off and give it to them if they needed it in like, and, and a, a moment's notice, you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be standing there with the blood squatting out and the, the, the arm in the other hand, you'd just be like, here you go, Slowly turning pale. Yeah, would you like anything else? Would you like my ears and my eyeballs? I'll take them out as well. Um, I don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need them. Yeah, you can have them. Um, but it's, but, I mean, it is a very much a product at its time, but it's just that, it's just that sort of... It's just like it's a good, a good little kind of easy. I mean, watch, it's... yeah, and I think it's obviously fucking Rob Williams going at a hundred mile an hour, oh, which is is what that you bit always love. But he's doing all the like I do voices. <laughs> yeah, I do the voices. He's like, you might want to see a pressure of a hot dog. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but like just stuff like that. Um, he's just he's hundred mile an hour, and that's the way he always was. Do you know what mm. I mean? That's why that's why we loved him. Um, yeah. That fun little fact that see anytime that like, I go to. Uh, the self scanner, yeah, and it goes beep. You put something through, and then it's like, help is on the way. Also, <laughs> I always think of like, help is on the way, and I've just expected somebody in Tesco to be vaulting over the fucking storm the, the stack of, over this shit. Yeah, and the, the stack of uh, baskets and getting to there. Like, don't worry, I'll get it for you. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, I watched. We've watched that, and then nearer Christmas, we watched Hook again um, because. Probably. And like it was so funny, Tina said she was like you. She said it was the sweetest thing. You were just in awe. You were just like I've never yeah. known you this quiet watching a film. I was like because it's it's my favorite Rob Williams film. Hook is just like what Hook, yeah. Hook, I just fucking Brilliant. love it, man. I just think it's so good. I've got um, very like I, I like quite a lot of um his, his films that are like not not massively popular. I mean like um what's the one fucking what was it called, man? Oh, fuck. What, what, happens just, what happens in it? What happens in it? Just pure had a mind blank there, like two seconds. This is where Sean makes up films. <laughs> no, um, one of mine's a favourite, which is kind of more serious, but like you it shows that sort of um, edge. Like, yeah, is um, Good Morning Vietnam. I think that's a fantastic oh, yeah. film. Absolutely yeah, film. amazing. 
Um, what's the old captain, my captain one? Dead Poets Society. Dead Society. Great mm. film. Um, I think obviously films like Mrs. Craig's, Craig's currently be... adding to the list as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> so films like that, and like, obviously he's well known for also being the voice of like the genie and Aladdin and stuff like mm. Hook, but. Films like Patch Adams and The Birdcage, I think, are just oh, fantastic mate. films. Patch like, just great performances. Great. Um, one of my favourite um, De Niro films also as well is The Awakenings. I think that's that's a great, great film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, he's very sadly missed what a, what an actor he was. Um, what just looking at all the, I'm looking at all these films here and I'm just going banger, 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 banger. Yeah, that's um, the way it is, but yeah, so that's us for this week. Um, <laughs> great way What's to end great? it on. A little, little sad note, but listen, we all love Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Um, if you like what you're hearing, be, be sure to subscribe to all the platforms where iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere, anywhere that you um, stream, we'll be on there. And for more real good stuff, follow us on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK. Um, you can find myself on Instagram at Beard Carnage, and you can find my best friend. Where are you, Nick? At st- I am. I am at Nick Stanforth, both on Twitter and Instagram. What are you laughing? Yeah, it's because we laughing at my wave. Yeah, I'm laughing at your very floppy hand wave. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Um, I'm an old man and a father, so yeah, don't don't use Twitter. But uh, so he, instead, he's on use. Facebook, being like yeah. yelling about Tesco. I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> well, I'm, but I don't use it. I only I only I only use Facebook for the marketplace and dog videos. That's it. Mate, I went on the other day. I don't know, can't remember why. Somebody messaged me. And I honestly, I don't, it's completely different. Like, I know you're switching to dad mode. I was like, have I just f- done, have I Have I just done the outro and then Nick is just now speaking about another subject? What I'm really on? sorry. Facebook is shit. We're going. <laughs> All that. the best. See you in a bit. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs>